Oh, wow. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Yes. Amen. There you go. I love you, brother. Yes. Um, as uh, we give time for the worship team to go back and gather their thoughts. Are you ready for the Word of God? Yes. Yeah? Yes, yes. How many of us are ready for the Word of God? Yes, yes. Yes. So we are in the series, The Gospel Plan, the Gospel Plan series, the GPS. This GPS is going to take you to the place where you will spend eternally, right? Uh, and uh, it has been a great, it has been a great series. Now, I'm going to pick from uh, a scripture from our weekly reading. Uh, we are doing the Bible reading challenge, and we're in Matthew. So I'm going to pick one portion uh, from the weekly challenge. I also re- want to remind you again to continue to read the Bible, to continue to read the Word of God. There is no substitute to the Word of God for you to have a blessing in your life. Okay? There is no substitute. It is really that important. Right. So in Matthew uh, 26, 37 to 45, this is where the Lord is in the garden at a place in Gethsemane. Uh, and he is going to go there and pray for the hour of death that is coming. So Matthew 26, uh, 37 to 45. Let me read it for you. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, which is James and John, uh, along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face on the ground and prayed. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing but the body is weak. He went away the second time and prayed, My father, if it is possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away one more, once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is near, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayal. The thought that I want us to linger on is, could you, couldn't you at least pray with me for an hour? Couldn't we spend time with the Lord for an hour? He was very sorrowful, troubled. 
And he is asking his closest friends to pray with him during this time of sorrow. So what I want to tell you today, this is what we're going to cover today. Um, Soul suffering. Soul suffering should be the soul of every suffering. And I will explain to you what is soul suffering. In this context, what is soul suffering? Soul suffering is battling with yourself, not with the devil, not with Satan, or battling with yourself, battling with your self-will to fulfill the purpose and the will of God. That's soul suffering. What is soul suffering? In this case, what it is for Christ is he is battling with himself to go to the cross and to die for the sins of the world. This was not a battle with Satan. It was a battle within himself. That's soul suffering. So, soul suffering should be the soul of all of our suffering. One. Okay? The second one is that pray when we are faced with making the biggest decisions of our life. You pray. When you're faced with making the biggest, that has eternal consequences. You pray, you pray. And then pray to overcome conflict, contest, and spiritual battle. Right. So we will unpack that today. So, in, at the garden, at the, the agony of the garden, at the garden of Samani, right? Jesus is inviting whom? Not many were invited to this most sacred passion, to this most intimate, vulnerable moment of Christ. He invited, let me take you to the gate of the garden this morning. He invited his friends to come to the gate of the garden. And this could be your Abraham Isaac moment this morning, where God is taking you to Mount Moriah and letting you see that there is a ram provided for you at that bush. This could be, for you, a burning bush moment where God is taking Moses and say, take off your sandals. Take off your sandals. And he spoke to Moses from the burning bush. This could be your burning bush moment this morning. I want you to come with me to the gate of the garden. See, and he invited Peter, James, and John. Not many were invited to the suffering of Christ, to this intimate suffering of Christ. The eighth were probably preparing the Passover with their friends and doing stuff. They were, they were his disciples, but they were not there. They were not invited. As we enter the gate, the Lord told these three disciples, the closest friends, you sit here. It was an arm's length. A little further, he went away. They didn't let him come to the closest place where he is spending time with the Father. They were also in a little distance. But this is the glorious moment for his, these three disciples to see the vulnerability of the Lord Jesus Christ. Inviting To suffer with him. My friends, let me tell you. When you're going to do something great for God. When you're called for a greater purpose by God. He will invite you to suffer with him. There will be an invitation to suffer with the Lord Jesus Christ. When there is going to be a breakthrough in your life. When you're going to go to the next season of your life. 
the next level of your life. He will invite you and not everyone will be invited. Not everyone will have the privilege to look closely at the passion of Christ. To see the intimate prayer spent with the Father. There will be few, not all of us will be called. This is a glorious time. This is the glorious time. See, he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Stay here and watch with me. See, soul suffering should be the soul of our suffering. Our deepest and purest prayer to God should come from soul suffering. See? This is where you're in community in, uh, and communing w- with the Lord. How many of us are faced with this kind of sorrow today? That you're exceedingly sorrowful because God is asking you to do things for him. My wife and we went, um, some of us, we went, uh, um, uh, Sharon and I, my wife and I, we went to spend time with some leaders uh, and listening to leadership and listening to what God is doing in uh, our region and different churches. And uh, the week has been kind of trying for me uh, on humility and pride. Right? So when I went there, uh, one of my colleagues was introducing me to another pastor. So I, I said, oh, so excited. Hey, um, by the way, I'm Wong Valui. Uh, I raised, I, I stretched out my hand to shake his hand. And the uh, other pastor say, oh, it's okay. Right? So, okay. So suddenly I'm thinking, love your neighbors as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all the hell. We've been preaching this, right? So I said, okay. I'm going to give grace to this pastor and I'm not going to take my hand off because... He will regret later on, right? So I'm still here. And, he, and the pastor is saying, uh, you know. Then the other colleague kind of nudged. I, I saw the nudge. I tried not to see the nudge, right? <laughs> I am trying to just. And so, oh, this is the, the pastor, the senior pastor of Santa Clara First Baptist Church. The person immediately changed. He said, oh, wow, Right? I like, okay, you know, I say, I don't want to be this kind of pastor, right? You got to treat people equally wherever you are. And I'm shaking my hand. I'm shaking my hand and having this polite conversation. But God is testing my ability to love people, to respect people for who they are at this time, right? See? That is the, that, that is the call to your suffering. He may not call you to die and to go to the cross. But he will test you to test your patience on how to treat other people. In this case, how should I treat my other pastor colleague? And I did not let it hang there because I want that pastor to go home and not regret what he did to me. But he bothered me. I had to work there. And I had to hang around and talk to calm myself down. I had a courteous, gentle conversation. 
Then I went around outside, came there, and there's uh, lots of tables and tent around. And one of the pastors thought I was one of the one working over there, right? I mean, I had a white shirt and a blue pen, I think, like, this looks like a worker here. And he said, hey, can you get me something over there, you know? I say, oh, God, right? Okay, Uh, uh, I'm being tested here, right? And so, oh, I said, oh, there's somebody here. They may know better. I'm not one of the event organizer, right? So the the one could be one of the leader, pastor, went away. Um, And then we attended another event at night. It was a long day. So I went to get a, a cup of tea for my wife. So I have this cup and the saucer, and I poured the tea. I'm pouring, uh, ca- carrying this tea, and as I was about to go, there was one person that came and looked at me and said, can you also serve me another tea, right? <laughs> and at this point, I'm thinking, okay, God, what am I supposed to do, right? Should I just give my tea, which I wanted to? I'm thinking, oh, it's okay. I'll just put this down and serve another. Then he came to me. No, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm not going to enable this behavior to this person. And I said, yeah, come around and serve yourself. Right? It's not because I didn't want to serve, but I didn't want this to continue. Right? Not because I'm a pastor. Not because I'm leading a church. It's because I'm a human being. And as much as I love other people, I should also teach other people to love them. That was the test. See, for a, so for you, what will be the test? See, what are the contests and the battle that you have in your life? And for Jesus, this is a very strange time to be. Right? This is a very strange time to be. So if you're a high school student, uh, let's say, um, for example, SAT scores and tests are very in and popular in, in Silicon Valley, right? So some students, what do they do when people ask their help? They give them the wrong answer so that they will do better than the student. That's, that's the truth. They are doing that. Now, as a Christian, our youth group, uh, you may not want to do that because You want to follow the Lord and be truthful. Let your yes be yes and no be no. Don't try to pull down a student, even though you have a good competition, right? Um, Don't do drugs or don't vape because other people are telling you to do. You may have to fight that battle because when you do drugs, uh, then you you will not have a good uh, quality of life and you will not perform well in school, Right? Uh, as young boys and girls, uh, don't be in a place where you can find yourself in a compromising situation. That at a high school, if you are pregnant and you're going to have a child, that will really hamper and impact the future of your life. Isn't that the truth? Right? Then, you have to fight the battle within yourself. Now, now church, if we have a high school student... A young mother that is pregnant uh, and, and that is struggling, then we are not going to ostracize them. We will come and help and love them. That we will do. 
for sure. But we will also help them. Right? These are the contests that young people and all of us are feeling. Okay? Now, this is a strange time for Jesus. Do you know? Do you notice this? Let me give you this scripture here. Here. Uh, I mean, he, he is a man of sorrow, acquainted with sorrow. And then he came to the disciples and found them asleep and said to Peter, What? Right? Could you not watch with me for an hour? There are like, there are different kinds of what. Okay? Like, for example, <clears throat> like happy what? What? Right? Right? Okay. Or, uh, or a surprise what? What? Right? Or annoyed what? What? You know? Right? Or like, you don't care kind of what? What? You know? You're doing what? You see? And angry what? What? You know? This is like a disappointed kind of what from Christ. And said, very disappointing. What, Peter? What, John? What? James, this is not like a championship what? What? You know? What? It's not you had made a three. This is a very disappointing what. And by the way, the word what, uh, it was popularized by Christ, not by uh, Steph Curry or any other piano. Okay? All the in words are from Christ. I just want to let you know. You see? He's saying what? So what? What? Why can't you pray for me? Very strange time. See, another thing is, look at the behavior of Christ. He's going in to the place, and then he came back to the disciples. How many times? Three times. It's very unusual. Christ, I know, I knew, is the most happiest person, most joyful, most balanced, more calm, peaceful. You know, when people call him uh, a wine piper, a drunk, he doesn't go crazy on them, right? When people called him like, oh, you have the spirit of uh, Bill's the ball. Uh, he, he didn't go crazy on those people. He wasn't a loose cannon, okay? All this time, we have seen Jesus joyful, relaxed. Even when his friend died, he wept, but he was not bereaved to the point that his life was non-functional, okay? But today, this is new. Sorrowful, exceeding, exceedingly to the point of being depressed. He's like a depressed person. And now he can't stay in one place. He can't pray in one place. He's going back to the friends, not one time, but three times. Very strange. Very strange. Do you know why? Because death is strange for him. Death is a strange thing for him. He's going to taste death for everyone, and this is very strange. He's going to bear sins for everyone, and this is very strange. The hour has come for him to go to the cross, and he is battling within himself to taste death, to bear the sins for all of us. You are going to go through this in your life. When God calls you to do something big, you're going to have this weird, strange feeling. At that time, my friends, this is what I want you to do. Do not text back and forth to your friends. Do not call your friends many times. Do not message your friends many times. You know, only God can help. 
Only God can help. Your friends cannot help you. Your family cannot help you. Just as Jesus, his friends cannot help. He couldn't find help from them. He found help and love and embrace in God. Are we clear on this? I mean, the easiest way is to go and talk to your mom, dad, friends, text them back and forth, messaging, do whatever. You go back and forth. No, stay with God. Suffer with God. He has invited you to the most intimate, passionate, sacred space to cleanse you, to purify you, to transform you, and to take you to the next journey. And you got to stay with him. How uncomfortable, how painful, how sorrowful it is. Are we hearing this, church? Yes. There is no substitute to prayer with God. Hey, praying with your family is good. Praying with your church is good. Praying with your life group is good. But there is no substitute to praying alone. There are some things your church cannot do. There are some things your family cannot do. There are some things your life group, your friends cannot do. That is spending time alone with God. There is no substitute to spending time alone with God. You got to fight your battle alone with God. There's no substitute. So, couldn't you just pray with Christ for an hour? Couldn't you come on October 23rd and spend time with Christ for an hour and give glory to Him? When you are faced with deep sorrow that has eternal significance, even your close friends cannot help you. Only God can help you in your deepest sufferings. See, the fellowship with Jesus in the garden was an invitation to suffering and vulnerability. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. When your soul is consumed with the fire to make decision that has eternal consequences. When your soul is burning. When, when your soul is burning to make decisions that is going to have eternal consequen- uh, consequences. Pray. 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 When Jesus was about to make the most important And biggest decision in his life, what did he do? Pray. Okay. How are we doing, church? You doing good? Yes. Um, Now, here. Again, the second time he went away and prayed saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. The word, oh, my father. I'm going to concentrate on that. Oh, my father is a filial prayer. It's a prayer of a father and son. Prayer is a picture of the bonding between father and son. Mother, daughter, parent, child. Prayer is a beautiful picture of bonding with your father. Bonding with your 
with your mother. It's a parent-child relationship. The word, oh my father. He didn't say, oh my, you know, dictator or something like that. This is a father. See? He went. So the more you detach, the more you detach from the world, the more you will attach to God. The more you will experience God's love. The more you will experience God's love. And here another thing is. The glory at the, at, at the garden. The glory at the garden is that. Uh, Jesus is going to yield to God. Jesus is going to yield to God. And here it is. When you yield to God. Then God yields his glory to you. When you yield to God. God reveals his glory to you. See? He yields his glory to you. In Romans 8, 18, quickly it says, The glory that I will receive is nothing compared to the suffering that I have right now. Right? All the glory we will receive. And we see that in the garden. We see that in the garden. Christ says, yield to God. Because he knew that the glory he will receive will be much greater than the suffering he will go through. Uh, I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. He came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away and again prayed the third time, saying the same words. Be consistent. Be persistent in your prayer. Jesus prayed three times the same words again and again. Pray like the widow. Persistent like the widow, so that even the king answered the prayer because he was wary of the widow coming again and again. Be consistent, be persistent in your prayer life. Then he came in to the disciple and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Did Christ, did, she, did God answer his prayer? What do you think? Church, at the garden, did God answer his prayer? He prayed three times to God. You know, how was it answered? What do you think, right? And you can put in, I'll give you two answers and then you can add yours. Okay, the first one is, so he went very sorrowful. He, his prayers and sweats were like drops of blood now when he is going to live uh, what did he say the word of God said he wasn't he wasn't sorrowful he said come let's go right he had made peace with God he is calm peaceful he knew where he was going to go the other thing is he was prepared and ready to die the betrayal said hey, come on let's go God answered his prayer by assuring him what he was doing was the will of God And Christ had peace about it, and he was no longer afraid or sorrowful. That's how God answers the prayer. So, when you go through deepest pain in your life, and you spend time with God, he will answer you. In what way? He will give you peace about it. He will give you courage about what you're going to face. And you may not know the whole picture, how it's going to end, but you will be assured that God is going to be with you. 
he believed that God will raise him from the dead. With that assurance, he called the disciples and said, let's go. And I'm going to call the worship team to come. All right? If some of, are some of you going through uh, some difficult time that needs prayer this morning? Uh, are you facing great difficulties in your life? And uh, you feel like some people could come alongside you and watch you from distance? And we'll try hard not to sleep when we pray with you. Please come to the well. We want to pray with you. Right? Um, if some of you are thinking about giving your life to Christ, you saw the testimony of this young guy, Java, who is very nervous and even to come and stand in front of people, isolates himself and what the gospel did. And you want to give your life to Christ, please come forward. We want to pray with you. Or you can come for anything. You don't know what to ask for, but you feel like you have to come. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. I will help you find why you're here. Okay? I will walk with you. Uh, and other leaders will walk with you. Can we stand together? Father, as we stand here, we want to worship you. And as we worship you today, come and minister to us like you ministered to the Lord Jesus in the garden. You are inviting us to suffer with you. The soul suffering, it means to overcome our self-will, self-interest, and to do the will of God. In order to do that, we need you, Lord. You overcame all the temptations. And you overcame death. You are victorious. May the God who overcame death come and minister to us as we worship you. We pray in Jesus' name.